Hey, what's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanas from Skyline Sports and ESPN-MT. I'm headed over to the battle for the Little Brown Stein between Montana and Idaho a day early because not only is a homecoming in Moscow, it's also the second ever Tap the Keg Brewfest. Friday, that's October 13th, from 3.30 to 7.30 Pacific time, the Brewfest will be at the Dan O'Brien Track and Field Complex, which is right in the hub of all the homecoming festivities there for the Vandals. Local and regional beers, ciders, and seltzers will be available to taste and enjoy. And Oktoberfest-inspired food vendors and live music will also be a part of the experience. Everybody over at the University of Idaho, they really want you to know that Vandals and Grizz fans alike are welcome at this event. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be fun. If you like to hang out with me, I'm certainly down to hang out with you. You can purchase tickets at go.uidaho.edu backslash tap the keg. That's go.uidaho.edu backslash tap the keg. There'll be over 15 different breweries represented. And right before the pep rally, which follows this fun event, there's going to be a fireworks show and a drone show as well. It's going to be super fun. Really uh, happy and uh, appreciative that the Office of Alumni Relations there at the University of Idaho invited us. And so if you'd like to go, please do it. Go.uidaho.edu, the second ever Cap the Tag event, Friday the 13th, that is, 3.30 to 7.30 at the Dan O'Brien Track and Field Complex in the Kibbe Dome. Battle for the Little Brown Stein, one of the oldest rivalries in all of college football and particularly in the Big Sky Conference, returns this weekend in Moscow at the Kibbe Dome, number three, Idaho, hosting number 16, Montana. That's our Vandals Weekly on Skyline Sports, but also a little dual purpose this week, playing this on ESPN Radio all around the state of Montana as well. Jason Eck, the head coach of the Idaho Vandals, joining us here uh, on Vandals Weekly. Coach, appreciate the time as always. First of all, what do you think of just the, the environment around this game right now? There's a lot of hubbub, a lot of hype. Uh, it's getting close to a sellout. I think probably by the time people listen to this, it will be sold out. A homecoming in Moscow, so all sorts of stuff to to celebrate and get excited for. What do you think of just sort of the buzz that's around town right now? Uh, it's awesome. I mean, I think this is uh, you know, one of the reasons why you want to play college football, to have a uh, a game at home sold out, uh, you know, two ranked teams, national TV, you know, playoff uh, implications, conference race implications. Uh, you know, I think it's going to be a big-time atmosphere, probably as good as anywhere in college football, probably a little smaller scale than uh, – you might have in the SEC or Big Ten, but I think it's going to be as good of an atmosphere as anywhere uh, in the country, and uh, you know, going to have a lot of a lot of eyes on the on the game. You know, just think of that every you know every, every sports bar in the country is going to have uh, you know the Vandals versus uh, Montana on their TV that night on ESPN too. So it's a, it's a great opportunity, great showcase, uh, you know, for our team, our program, the university, the uh, state of Idaho. Well, the way that college football has uh, you know changed and shifted and expanded and and there's all this money involved in it and there's all these different factors but the stratification and the you know sort of the, the breaking off of the, of the power five now into the power four and all these different things there's been like this two-sided debate right does does successful football teams and having exposure from ex- successful athletic programs uh, impact your university increase your university i'd say absolutely yes in those big time sec and big 10 schools but i would also argue 
in, in, in the conferences like the Big Sky Conference where you have state schools like Idaho and Montana and Montana State and Idaho State and these schools that are in rural areas. So, I mean, do you think about that? Do you think about the impact you could have on the University of Idaho as a whole with sort of the, the promotion of the brand through the lens of football? No question. Our, our president, uh, President Green, who I, who I think is a tremendous president, you know, he always says, you know, athletics is the front porch of the university. And, uh, you know, you're always going to have your legacy kids in state, things like that. But, uh, you know, I, I think having a good athletic program can uh, you can certainly open up your uh, universities uh, to, to people's eyes who, you know, a kid in Coeur d'Alene, a kid in Boise, a kid in Idaho Falls who, uh, you know, maybe didn't grow up a Vandal fan, but uh, having, having a good athletics program can certainly, I think, catch some of that interest and help your enrollment, help uh, the overall health of the university. Well, let's talk about last week quickly before we preview this big-time game. You guys uh, went on the road to Cal Poly, uh, a foreign place. I, I was actually surprised when you told me last week that Idaho had never been there since coming back to the big sky down to San Luis Obispo. But you handled the trip well, uh, 42-14. I, I watched the game. looked like you guys were able to to uh, get out ahead pretty early and, and also play a bunch of guys. So, I mean, what would you think of your execution last week? What would you like about your performance? You know, I, I think it was, uh, you know, a solid win. Uh, you know, I think we definitely had some things that we could clean up, but uh, I think we we got through what we needed to. You know, we, we got the win, we were able to play a lot of guys and, and get a lead, get our starters out, because I knew we needed to be fresh for this game and play really flat, fast against Montana. So, uh, you know, good to get a road win in conference, good to play a lot of guys, and, uh, you know, it was exciting to have some guys like Jordan Dwyer who hadn't gotten as many opportunities. He had two, two nice touchdowns in the game. See him make a few plays because he's a talented young man. And, uh, uh, you know, then, you know, this was one of those games where, you know, I don't think I enjoyed this one much. As soon as the game got over, I started thinking about this Montana game. There's a lot of things that make Montana great, from the mountains and lakes to some of the finest towns in the West. But what really makes this place special is you. Our communities are full of people who are working hard to build good lives and remarkable things. At Opportunity Bank, our passion is helping folks do just that. Together, we can make a good thing even better. Opportunity Bank of Montana. Stop by and see us or visit us online. Member FDIC. Yeah, no doubt about it. Jason Eck joining us here on Vandals Weekly as well as ESPN Radio. Montana at Idaho, Saturday night, one of the showcase games in the league, not only this week, but also uh, this season. Uh, it's kind of the midpoint right now for you guys. 5-1 and one overall, 3-0 and oh in the Big Sky Conference. So what have been the key factors that have gotten you to this point? Well, I think we've continued to get better. I think we've uh, you know had a lot of our guys we expected to play great, played great. You know, the, the Hayden Hattons, the Giovanni McCoys, the uh, Anthony Woods. Uh, Marcus Harris on defense, but you know we've had some other guys who we've uh, you know indoctrinated and, and brought in, uh, you know whether it's T.J. Ivy at tight end or you know some of our young old linemen, uh, some of our new D linemen have been you know great pieces that we've added and they've been playing uh, really well. So you know really really happy uh, where we're at, but uh, you know this is a big uh, uh, you know next three weeks for us. You know starting with the Grizz, uh, you know this week at home. A couple uh, key statistics that stand out to me. On offense, obviously so much talk about uh, Giovanni McCoy and Hayden Hatton and Tres Trainer and Jermaine Jackson, all these great guys you got. But to me, it seems like it starts with the run game, and you guys are uh, running for over 200 yards per game. And I thought Anthony Woods has been as advertised, excellent. And Nick Romano has been really, really good as well. So, I mean, how important is that to what you guys do? And, uh, I mean, how much pride does that give you as an old offensive lineman uh, running the rock like you guys have been able to? Well, I mean, you look at FCS football and, uh, you know, 
you know, look at the Final Four last year. You know, Montana State who could really run the ball, North Dakota State who could really run the ball, South Dakota State who could really run the ball. I, I knew that was an area that we had improved. And you look at our Montana game last year, you know, we were able to get the win, but we did not run the ball very well in that game at, at all. So I, I do think we're running the ball better than we were last year, but uh, I think this will probably be our, our biggest challenge. Uh, you know, maybe up there with Cal uh, as far as, you know, we're finding the way to run the ball against this Montana team because they, uh, they're committed to stopping the run and, uh, you know, they're good at it. So we, we got to really play well in the run game to get that going this week. A DUI is a serious charge and the process can be overwhelming, but it doesn't have to be. I'm attorney Dave Maldonado and I have the experience and knowledge necessary to effectively represent you and make the situation manageable. Visit BigSkyDefender.com today. Well, defensively, you guys leading the conference in uh, passing yardage allowed and, and have been really good, especially down in the red zone as well. I know you got some really talented defensive backs. Uh, how important has that been just to your defensive execution this, this year? It's been good. You know, I think we've done a, a pretty good job of limiting big plays, and I think that's been a, you know, that was a common denominator in the game we lost. You know, we, we did give Cal some, some big plays in that game, so I think that's going to be critical to do uh, this week to limit uh, explosive plays. You know, that 85-yard run, yard run by Gilman, that was a great play. I mean, he's a fast sucker. You get him out in the open field, and I think Montana's receivers are really good. Uh, Fontes had a great game last week. You know, Junior Perkins, such a great returner, too. Uh, you know, they had a great core there. We, we definitely have to limit the big plays and make them, you know, with a younger quarterback, you know, drive the field and put together longer drives against us to move the ball. You don't want to give up, you know, two-play drives where you give them, a, you know, 80-yard run. Blackfoot Communications just launched new business services delivering big value to smaller firms. With reliable voice, fast internet, business-grade Wi-Fi, and around-the-clock support, Blackfoot ensures you remain connected to your customers, employees, and communities throughout the day, every day. For more information, go to blackfootsmallbusiness.com. Connect to more with Blackfoot Communications. Battles Weekly, Jason Eck joining us, the head coach of the University of Idaho. You're also listening to Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, and the ESPN MT app. Well, let's break down then just the matchups across the board. I guess you just talked about the Montana offense, so we'll stick there for a minute. Uh, all three of their uh, top receivers seem to have really merged the last couple weeks. They're doing a pretty good job of getting them the ball in space. And and Gilman, he's, he's definitely one of the leading candidates so far for, for freshman of the year in the league. Uh, when you look at Montana's offense, what do you see, and, and uh, how do you think you guys match up uh, with your defense? Well, I, I think they've kind of had a little evolution. Yeah. They, they've, they've, they've tweaked a little bit as the year has gone on. I think now they've settled in with this quarterback. I thought Clifton McDowell played very well last week. Uh, I really like their receiving core. I think White, Fontes, and Bergen are all very good big sky receivers. So you really, it's not like there's just one guy you got to stop. Uh, you know, I think the old line's solid. Uh, tight ends are solid. But, uh, you know, again, I think the uh, the receivers are, are what really scares me. And then, you know, the quarterback can do a great job with his feet as well. You know, those are some big plays. Some of those quarterback draws uh, that they ran last week were, were huge plays in the game. So, you know, I think they're finding their footing on offense. And, uh, you know, we got to try to take some of that footing away and not, not let them keep building off the momentum they have on offense, playing really well against a good UC Davis team last week. Well, on the other side of the ball, uh, Montana's been so good defensively, uh, pretty much always under under Bobby Houck. Uh, but it seems to me that they're doing a little bit different stuff. I know that they're running some different coverages on the back end, and, and maybe a little less pressure with their inside linebackers, but still bringing a, a you know an extra guy or two on pretty much every down. So um, you guys handled that pressure so well last year. I mean, you mentioned that they 
sort of stifle your run game, but you guys, especially McCoy, was so good stepping up in the pocket, taking the hit, and, and making the throws still. So how much carryover is there, but also how much differences do you see in the Grizz defense from last year to this year? I think they're playing a little bit more coverage this year. You know, I yeah. think they have a different guy calling it this year, and so I, I definitely noticed them. You know, you know, probably a little less man pressure than than the year before. Uh, but they, you know, they got some great players. You know, I, I think their their nose guard uh, Governor's as good as anybody in our league. He's a all, you know first team all conference type guy. You know, Braxton Hill really stands out to me in the linebacker core. He's athletic and and big. And, uh, you know, the, the corner, uh, Gradney, really stands out to me. I think he's got some good instincts, has made some real savvy plays this year, getting those interceptions. Um, but, you know, I, I do think blocking the front is the key. You know, we got to block the front both on the run game and protection. Uh, you know, Bonnie uh, has done a good job extending plays for us. You know, even last year, you know, that, that 58 was such a good player. Was it O'Connell last yep, year? Yep, yep. I mean, he was, he was a great player and on, on Hayden Hatton's first touchdown. Uh, you know, he won his pass rush rep against our left tackle, like almost immediately. And, uh, you know, Vani did a great job kind of stepping and extending the play and, and getting it off while he was getting hit. Uh, and I, I think he'll have to do that. You know, when you play these these great defenses, you're, you're not going to consistently, you know, win every one-on-one -on -one battle. And they have so many different blitz patterns. Uh, you know, it's tough to match everyone perfectly. you got to try to take away their top ones. But, uh, uh, you know, there's going to be times where he, there, there may be a guy free coming and he's got to do a great job of extending plays. I do think he's gotten better on that. You know, over the year, but uh, you know, I think they're committed to, to to stop on the run, and I think a lot of them they're stopping the pass is uh, dictated on getting pressure on the quarterback, forcing some ill-advised throws. You know, they've got nine interceptions through six games, which I think is excellent by them. So that that'll be a big challenge, I think, in the passing game. Number one is just you know getting things protected and uh, making sure we're getting things ID right. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. And the kick game, I mean, somewhere that maybe the fans don't look at as much, but that's been a place where Montana's had a huge advantage in at least three of their wins, especially last week. I thought they dominated Davis in all aspects of the special teams. So um, how much is, is that a priority? And also, I know you guys put a high priority on it as well, and you got a great you know, sort of dual-threat kicker and punter to, to sort of combat that. So, I mean, what sort of things are you looking at when it comes to special teams? Well, I think they're outstanding. You know, I, you know the uh, kind of our analytics service we, that, that we use, you know, kind of evaluating special teams units has us both as top 10 teams in FCS football and special teams. So I think this is going to be a uh, our biggest challenge, you know, we've had. And uh, I think it really starts with Junior Berg, and he's a tremendous returner. What, what a great player he is. And he hurt us last year. You know, he uh, had a nice touchdown catch on offense, but then he also uh, – had some big returns that, that affected field position and that no question that was a huge edge in the uh, davis game so we got to do a great job on teams i've been happy with where we're at on special teams i think we've improved on special teams this year but uh, this will be our biggest challenge particularly against their punt return and kickoff return unit well, Kibby Dome sure to be rocking on Saturday night. Jason Eck, the head coach of the Idaho Vandals, joining us here on ESPN Radio, as well as the Big Sky Breakdowns, our Vandals Weekly, which we do uh, each week here on Skyline Sports. And uh, we'll repurpose a lot of this on ESPN uh, as well. Coach, just last thing for you then, obviously the uh, the magnitude of the matchup is uh, well known. So 
handle and all, that's going to be a huge part of it. What else is going to go into this, though? What are the keys for Idaho if you're going to come out with a win against a ranked Montana squad? You know, one, we got to play really hard because, you know, one of the best things I can say about this Montana team is I think they do battle and play their ass off. They play really hard. They got a lot of pride. So we got to play really hard, and then it's execution. You know, even though there's uh, going to be more people in the stands and uh, that, you know, you, you got to be the more disciplined team who can execute better. So the recipe is really the same as a game when you have, uh, uh, you know, two teams that aren't very good playing. Uh, you know, it's who's going to execute better in that moment. you got to stay focused on doing your job and not get caught up in the atmosphere. You go, Jason Eck here uh, on ESPN Radio. Coach, appreciate the time, man, and I look forward to seeing you on Saturday, but best of luck. Hey, what's up, everybody? Coulter Nuanas from Skyline Sports and ESPN MT. I'm headed over to the battle for the Little Brown Stein between Montana and Idaho a day early because not only is a homecoming in Moscow, it's also the second ever Tap the Keg Brew Fest. Friday, that's October 13th, from 3.30 to 7.30 Pacific time, the Brewfest will be at the Dan O'Brien Track and Field Complex, which is right in the hub of all the homecoming festivities there for the Vandals. Local and regional beers, ciders, and seltzers will be available to taste and enjoy. And Oktoberfest-inspired food vendors and live music will also be a part of the experience. Everybody over at the University of Idaho, they really want you to know that Vandals and Grizz fans alike are welcome at this event. You don't want to miss it. It's going to be fun. If you like to hang out with me, I'm certainly down to hang out with you. You can purchase tickets at go.uidaho.edu backslash tap the keg. That's go.uidaho.edu backslash tap the keg. There'll be over 15 different breweries represented. And right before the pep rally, which follows this fun event, there's going to be a fireworks show and a drone show as well. It's going to be super fun. Really uh, happy and uh appreciative that the Office of Alumni Relations there at the University of Idaho invited us. And so if you'd like to go, please do it. Go.uidaho.edu, the second ever Cap the Tag event, Friday the 13th, that is, 3.30 to 7.30 at the Dan O'Brien Track and Field Complex in the Kibbe Dome. Well, a little dual purpose here for you as we get into the meat of the Big Sky Conference schedule Sorry, across the sidelines here on Nuanas Now on ESPN Radio, or maybe you're listening to Vandals Weekly on Skyline Sports. Either way, we appreciate you for joining in at the University of Idaho, the host of one of the games of the week in all of college football, Kibbe Dome, the site of number 16, Montana, at number 3, Idaho. It's on ESPN2. It's going to be a great night game there in Moscow. We're joined now by Idaho senior wide receiver Hayden Hatton. Hayden, thanks for taking a minute, man. First of all, I mean, when you hear all that, you hear all just the, the, the fanfare leading up to this. What do you think how do you feel the kibbe dome is going to be rocking on saturday night yeah i mean i'm really excited for this opportunity you know uh as we've continued to improve this season every game has became a big game you know when you're once you're a high-ranked team every game matters just as much as the next one and so having an opponent like montana come into the kibbe dome and, and uh filling it out is it's just going to be a blast and a great experience well it's so interesting to me because you strive to be in that position right you strive to be a team where everybody's treating you like a big game but this is relatively new during the FCS era, uh, back in the FCS for Idaho. H- how do you think you guys have just absorbed that and reacted to that? You know, I think it, it definitely came with the uh, just a culture change. You know, the the it's crazy how far believing that you're going to win goes. You know, and so I think that was instilled with us last year with the new coaching staff change. And you know, everybody's truly bought into it. And uh, you can see this year we've just done a great job situationally of, of taking care of business when we had to and uh, and finding ways to win. 
That also is is so interesting to me because I remember when Idaho first came back in the league just a, a year or two before you got to Moscow, and I remember watching them, looking at them, you're like, man, got some dudes, they got some good players. I mean, testament to that, there's multiple guys that are in the NFL from, from those first couple Big Sky Idaho teams. When it comes to the process of expecting and learning how to win, though, how do you go about that, and how are you guys able to turn the corner so quickly once Coach Eck got there? You know, I think it might sound very simple, but it's just having a coach that truly believes in his players, believes in the scheme, and puts us in a position to win, and uh, and gets the community behind you. You know, it, it's the, the this is like the first time in my college experience where I think the QB Dome will be completely sold out, and um, and our attendance from these last couple of years have just skyrocketed because we have the entire city of Moscow behind us, and it just uh, it it adds a lot of belief and value. Just to the team and the program and I think having a community uh, full of boosters and people who support the Idaho Vandals just you know gives you a purpose deeper than yourself to go play the game and try to win. Old Works Golf Course is one of the most challenging tracks you will find anywhere in Montana, and that's why they host so many of the premier golf tournaments around the Treasure State. The 18-hole course measures at more than 7,700 yards, making it one of the longest courses in the Big Sky State. The Jack Nicholas design comes from one of the best players of all time and one of the world's leading course designs. Jack Nicholas has designed over 310 courses, including this gem located in Anaconda, Montana. Montana. Although right now, golf season is coming to a close, the Old Works Golf Course PGA Improvement Center, featuring PGA professional Andrew Alamey, is now open all winter. Andrew can help you with expert swing and mental coaching, plus custom club fitting, and they have multiple state-of-the-art track band simulators. If you're ready to get into golf or take your game to the next level, call Old Works 406-563-5989. And be sure to check out Jack's Grill while you're there. Jack's Grill is also open year-round. Old Works Golf Course, a gem of the Treasure State, located in Anaconda. To Montana. Well, it's so awesome too because Idaho was so good in the 80s and 90s before they left the Big Sky, and I think there's a ton of fans and boosters around there that remember that, and we're really hoping to get that back. So, I mean, what's the vibe like when you're on campus and where you're just out and about town? I mean, you probably hear from a lot of people like, "Hey, thanks for bringing Idaho football back." Yeah, um, it's it's actually kind of crazy. My freshman coach from high school football, his name is Craig Junton, and he's he was a quarterback here at the University of Idaho, and he played in the Hall of Fame, and, or he's in the Hall of Fame here. And uh, so, like you know, having people like that who you know, you know, support the Vandals and and you know care for the Vandals a ton, it's it's awesome to see how we were able to turn around just for the the community, the people who care about the Vandals, and it's awesome to bring all these people back together and you know give them a give them a real purpose to cheer for the Vandals again. Hayden Hatton here on Vandals Weekly as well as on ESPN Radio. He's a, I called you a senior, but you're actually technically a redshirt junior, right? He still could have another year if you wanted. Yeah, yeah, and technically, yes. Because I just, I know you've been around for four or five years, so I was like, I must be a senior. But okay, so that's to be determined. So that'll be interesting. Uh, When it comes to this, your guys' offensive uh, performance, offensive execution, I guess, first of all, start with the quarterback. Javonnie McCoy was outstanding last year, but he's been. Uh, even better this year. So where have you seen him grow? Where have you seen him improve? 
I think Giovanni and the entire football team has just improved situationally. Yeah. You know, every game, you have to take every game differently. You know, every opponent you play plays differently. Some games, you know, you watched how we played Eastern Washington. They were dropping a lot of people in coverage. A game for Giovanni to really blow the doors off, but he did a great job of, you know, carrying out his fakes, doing a great job uh, controlling the defense, calling the right audibles when we had to. And you could see, you know, it makes Anthony Woods and Nick Romano combine for like 350 yards on the ground and so that that's where I think he truly has grown is becoming a great leader of the team and and learning how to win football games more consistently because when you have a great quarterback who understands the game it puts your team in a great position to win I also love because I mean obviously last year you guys threw the ball so well and so there's a ton of headlines for the receivers and you, know, you and Jermaine Jackson at the Big Sky kickoff and everybody's talking about this offensive trio that you guys got with uh, Gio and you guys but you guys running the ball, it seems to me, is the, the key to the whole thing. I mean, how important are Anthony Woods and Nick Romano to, to just your guys' offensive attack? You know, they're very important, along with our O-line. You know, they do the, – that entire group has absolutely killed it this year, and they're taking advantage of their opportunities. You know, we've we've seen a lot more uh, cover two and cloud than we have in the past. You know, J.J. and I aren't getting nearly as much man-to-man as, as we were used to, and and I respect that. I, I, I mean, I figured that would happen, and so we're just really taking advantage of it with, with our, our good O-line and our, and our great backs who are able to – make people miss in space and you know you you have to take what the defense gives you and uh if they're willing to give up 7.8 yards of carry right now we're willing to take it yeah i think everybody would i know deep down in his heart uh, old offensive lineman jason eck he definitely loves that uh, as well hayden hatton joining us here uh, on nuance now on espn radio uh, how about this matchup then with the grizz i mean we talked about the fanfare around the game and and uh, just all the hype but how about the actual opponent what, what sort of things have you seen out of montana so far this year you know, Montana's a great team, as they always are. They're 5-1, and one, just like we are. Um, and I think the, the one thing that I, I respect about Montana the most is the consistency they have to be a great team. You know, it's tough to continually reload and, and, and uh, have belief that you're going to win and trust in your guys. And they do a great job of, of reloading and having guys every year. So I think uh, going against a team like Montana this year, um, it's just another great opportunity for us to display what we can do and uh, to go do it against a great opponent. Did you see, I'm sure you've only looked at a little bit of it as we talk here on this Tuesday, but it seemed to me like Montana was doing a little bit different stuff against UC Davis than they have uh, pretty much for the duration of the last couple of years. Did you notice anything like that? Yeah, I mean, they, they, they're playing a lot of cover three, a lot of cover one, um, yeah. a little bit of a little bit of cover two where they roll the yep. they, cause they, they have a they have a funky defense. It's a defense that you have to watch a lot of film on because they run like a three, three, five. Right which is three down linemen, three linebackers, five people in coverage, but really they have the five people in coverage. They always have like a guy like Fouch or somebody walking down. Yes. Plan the run as well. So uh, it's just, they give you a lot of different looks. They blitz a ton. That's how they, they continue to like cover all their gaps is they all, they're always practically bringing somebody on every play. So it's just being able to identify that. And I think they're going to play every team slightly differently. You know, it's a well-coached team. You can see that with their special teams. They're always doing a couple of different things and they're always, they're changing things up. And I think that's, that's what keeps them, uh, keeps, you know, other teams on their toes and keeps it unpredictable. But uh, it's just being able to identify their tendencies and see what they're doing and and you know getting the o-line counted correctly so we can protect vani well you know in the pocket yeah it's great great breakdown by you i, I certainly um 
see that when I watch them as well. They were so much, you know, this man-to-man or quarters for the last several years because they bring all that pressure. But now they're doing some complex coverage stuff on the back end too, and you can see it at least lately paying benefits for Montana. Hayden Hatton here uh, on Nuanas. Now, uh, last couple of things for you. I mean, what do you remember about last year's game, and, and uh, does that play at all into your mentality coming into this year? I guess the only thing I remember from last year's game is, is like the only thing I'm carrying over is just the tendencies of each individual player that were still there because they seem to be doing a lot of different stuff. Last year, we got a lot of man-to-man and they did a great job stopping the run and they were vulnerable, you know, deep. I don't know what they plan on doing this year. You know, every team we've played, they've had a, a different scheme than we thought they were going to have when they come play us. I think that just carrying over from last year, just the, uh, the, the belief that we're going to win, you know, I think that we need to carry that over into every game. And uh, just for me, remembering the tendencies that certain players had, you know, how to get open on them. And you you almost learn more from the – you could watch a ton of film, and, and film is great. And, I, you know, I, I, I learn a lot and learn a lot of tendencies. But from the first snap, you could see how they're going to really truly play you, um, either to the boundary or to the field as a receiver. And you, you learn so much from that first drive. Join Town Pump's Pump It Up Rewards Plus program and never pay full price for fuel again. Save five cents on every gallon every day at any town pump across Montana. Plus, earn and redeem points on your favorite in-store items to get free stuff with our clubs. Stop in and pick up a rewards card. Download the Pump It Up Rewards Plus app today. Or visit townpump.com slash rewards to register and start saving. Fascinating. Be fun to watch. Saturday night at the Kibbe Dome, Montana at Idaho. Hayden Hatton joining us here on ESPN Radio and the Big Sky Breakdown. I mean, last thing for you then, uh, keys to victory for you guys, and, and what would it mean to get a win on Saturday? You know, the keys to victory for us is uh, remaining composed. You know, there's going to be a lot of people there, a lot of people who support us. You know, a lot of my ex-teammates are going to be there. It's, it's going to be a great environment, but no matter what happens, remaining composed, continue uh, having that belief that we're going to win and, uh, and just doing your job. You know, all of us, if we, if we stay, stay within ourselves, do our job, everything will work out. You know, we can't just step outside of our comfort zone. Just do our thing, do our job, and everything will be fine. Well, excited to see the Kibbe Dome rocking on Saturday night. We're coming over there the next couple weekends, so it'll be fun to, to take in all what Idaho has to offer. Hayden Hatton here uh, on the Big Sky Breakdown as well as Nuanas Now. Hayden, appreciate it, man, and best of luck on Saturday. Thanks for the time. Yeah, thank you very much for having me. Part of the glory of building a business comes from leaving a legacy to ensure your business continues thriving into the future. Have you asked yourself lately, what is your plan? Forming a personalized business succession plan is essential to know the passion you put into your business will carry on. Nick Tabor at Westpac Wealth is here to help you navigate all your business succession and retirement planning needs. Give Nick a call at 728-6699 and keep the spirit of possibility vibrant while making your future more tax efficient with a personalized business succession and retirement plan for you. 